0: We are back, baby. We are back. That's we are back. You are looking live. We get after it. You know we jabber jaw. We go tit for tat. We have our little differences. Let's get funky like a monkey. And here we go. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Moose and Runes podcast, episode fifty, a tradition unlike any other. That wasn't a very good Jim Nance, but welcome in to the 50th episode of the Moose and Runes podcast. For Matt Rooney, I'm Joe Musso. Matt, pleasure to have you here for number five zero, a milestone that we've reached, a milestone that we will quickly hurdle, and a milestone that we will look back on as nothing, but we want to have some fun with it. And uh, it is a mailbag edition of the Moose and Runes podcast. Matt, how you doing?
1: Could, could it be more fitting that... Episode 50, this milestone episode, lands on day one of the Masters.
0: Some things you just don't question. Like, there
1: was no way for us to get around this. You couldn't do uh, Tuesday. I couldn't do yesterday. And then we kind of had to settle to, to, to scramble and get it in before the weekend, do it this morning
0: and it just sometimes meant to
1: be sometimes it's meant to be Joe sometimes sometimes fate is in the cards for
0: you the ghost of bobby jones does does your pop, podcast scheduling you no, know I, and, I, that, and that's just that
1: i don't know uh, how what your what your wake up kind of habits are but i'm i'm a i am i am am a big snoozer with the alarm which you can probably mm-hmm. guess I, I like to hit three or four times before getting I'll up catch, i'll catch one or two uh, alarm went off at 7:30 this morning joe and i was wide awake because yeah. I just knew. I, I It was 7.30, I was wide awake, and then I, the first thing I did was scroll to Twitter and start looking for the the starting ceremony to, yeah. to pop up on my timeline so I can watch that video. I, I was uh, so excited.
0: I myself, this year, and I always get very excited for the Masters, and I'm extremely excited for this one, especially with Tiger in the field, but I think having Tiger in the field has forced me to temper my excitement, my expectation. I don't want to get too high on a Thursday. you know. I don't want to get... I don't, to get too amped. I don't want to get too amped up. I um, I'm as amped up as you can get. i got to save that for Sunday. I'm just sitting in the pocket today. If he shoots, you know, he's he's already – I know we're listening to this at different times, but while we're recording this, Tiger's on course. He's already got a birdie on the card. He's already got a bogey on the card. He's even. If he could just hang within a few shots of that lead all week and be there on Sunday, I'll be a happy man. That's all I can really ask for. But there are – I mean, there's a group of – I'd say twenty guys. Where if there's a pair of two or three of them coming down the stretch and it's exciting, then you know that that makes for great theater on a Sunday. Can, can
1: you promise me something, Joe?
0: Yeah. Can you wear the
1: shirt that no. I got you on Sunday?
0: I can't. I'm working. I have a show coming directly out of the masters. It's called so an undershirt. I, uh, it's red. How am I? What am I going to wear, wear? A red. A, black a red. Shirt. Sh- Who am I? I don't know. You can wear a, bla- a, bla- bla- a black. Shirt? A black. Everything. Everything is wrong with a black button down. Wear your tiger. Go- wear a tiger red button down. That's almost worse. You're, okay? you're Italian. That's your color. I think with this. I think with this coming out of the gates, we should start <laughs> with a fashion question. Again, thank you everyone who came to us with the mailbag questions all of our listeners who who send mailbag questions in over the over the weeks we got we really a nice and wide variety too here with we you. We got a wide variety we got some food we got some fashion we got some sports i think it's most of our uh, most of the main things that we like to touch on here on the moose and runes but with the uh, egregious fashion <laughs> suggestion that you just made let's jump into a fashion one right off the bat i don't see what's
1: wrong with the black button now but go on okay well uh, <laughs>
0: This question comes from, and you have the list of who the questions have come from. This, this, so you... uh,
1: this is the one, fashion one, correct? That we, this uh, we is the fashion mentioned. one. This is from a First... uh, friend of the show, uh friend of the podcast, offensive coordinator for the Grotz Giants, Rob Gallick.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. He's just, we got a celebrity sending it. We in got questions. a professional yeah,
1: football is... coach sending us in questions. This That's is
0: nuts. This is huge. It's Insane. It's huge. So uh, thank you, Rob, for sending this one in. But he, something along the lines of, you're a first round draft pick in the NFL draft. Um, you know you're going in the first round. You're not going to be sitting in that room for long. All the eyes are going to be on you. The cameras are going to be on you. What is your what? What's the fit look like for that night? What are you wearing? So Matt, I'm gonna. I don't know if I want to defer to you here and let you take it off because sweatpants are not an option or joggers. Excuse me, joggers. Uh, I, an I, I
1: graduated to joggers.
0: Yes, yeah, so you've graduated to joggers. Not an option. So. Uh, I'm gonna let you let you take this one. What are you going with?
1: Now, now, surprisingly, here before you, I, I let you give me some crap. Um, uh-huh. Dressing up, you know, putting on the suit, the tie, the button. Now that is actually that. That's in my wheelhouse. It's really you just love the, that, It's, it's you know? the middle tier that I don't like. When I got to do like jeans and khakis and like a, a polo and stuff like that, I don't like the middle tier dressing. I love being in sweats. I also like kind of getting uh, getting dressed up, getting the suit on, looking good, Joe.
0: I like that. I um, like that. Get suited up. You throw the cape on. You know, it's, when, it's as close as you'll get to being a superhero. That, that year, mortal.
1: That, that year, I worked for the Blackhawks, and you know, I was wearing a suit to work every day. You know, different suit, tie, shirt combination. I loved it. Played around with some stuff. Tried some things out. See what you look like in different things. I, I enjoyed. It. But now, Matt,
0: before you answer. Important question. How many times when you were working for the Hawks and you were getting suited up for games, sure. how many times did you not unloop the tie? Did you just loosen oh, the no, tie I, I and always put it back unti- on? Always untie- Okay, because that's, that's that, deal breaker. That wrinkles breaker. the tie. This I, would be I, the last podcast. This would be I, I, 50
1: would be it. Joe, I, I, have enough, uh, I have enough ties in my closet where I, I, I don't really oh, yeah. wear them. Uh, it, it's not like I was going through a two or three tie rotation where I can do that. If I was taking one off, sure. I mean, you, everyone has their go-to ties, mm-hmm. you know, but you don't. Those still don't come out all the time, so you got to untie yeah. it. You got to you know, put it on the hanger.
0: Yeah, I um, know. I know. We went. Uh, we went to Fenwick with a couple of guys who, for four years, didn't surprised. So probably wore the made same me, tie for every day. For made me sick to my stomach. Shout <laughs> out to it Mike af- Lonnie, but it made defended. me sick to my stomach. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, uh, to get to it, Matt, what are you wearing? You're crossing the red carpet with the third. Third overall pick. The who's got the third pick this year?
1: Oh, uh, that would be the Colt. No, the Colts trade to the Jets. I don't want to go to the Jets. Yeah,
0: with the first overall pick. Got, no, no. Going, where
1: do you want to go? Uh, who's got the second? Uh, send me Giants to Denver. Let's send me to Denver at five. I'll go Denver. Denver's got five. I'll go to the, the fifth up. overall pick. I don't know how I do in that uh, that that uh, elevation though.
0: What's hilarious is I just got an ESPN alert and it made the dinner, so I think that's your actual. With the fifth overall pick, let's just get fifth, to the fashion here. Joe. The Denver Broncos select Matt Rooney. Matt
1: So I'm gonna, I, I am gonna ask for your is a little bit of assistance from here. I, I here here's what's. I'm am a traditional kind of guy when I when I get dressed up. If you, uh-huh. if you couldn't have guessed that, I, I don't mind taking a few risks here and there. But I'll, I'll kind of leave that to you after I I, I tell you what I'm wearing. I'm probably going with a either either a gray or like a I believe the color is is Postman Blue type suit. Yes. I'm gonna go yeah, with the little French blue, and I'm gonna go on it. it I, I'm a classic guy, like I said. I'm gonna go with kind of the light blue, uh, light blue shirt, maybe maybe like a subtle checkered pattern on it. I'm just gonna give me a, a, a nice little plain gold tie. Beautiful brown Beautiful. shoes, brown belt, or you know it. Sometimes I might go with the gray and then have the black shoes, black belt. But Joe, I'm gonna. What do with you the, think yeah, of that? No, with is, the
0: blue, with is, the with the French blue. Yeah, you gotta nice, go brown it. A nice caramel brown on the shoe A, the belt. a lighter that's, brown. That's, is that what they call it? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm I'm thrilled about the idea of a. Would you say a gold bow tie? No, 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 not a bow tie. Just a gold, regular, a, gold a, tie. a plain
1: gold tie. If you want, plain if you want, tie. you know, some okay. subtle like you know squares or you know subtle yeah, no, stripes, whatever. But I kind of like the gold tie look.
0: You I think the blue shirt,
1: like. gold tie is a classic look, and it, it, I think it looks good.
0: Matt, you wear whatever you like. When it comes down to it, you just got to have the right tailoring. The suit's got to fit you nicely, and you'll look like a million bucks. Now, no, no, okay.
1: is that how you would dress me? How, how would you am
0: uh me? Yeah, no, I'd go something similar to that. We There'd have to be some sort of um, – because, you know, you're putting the hat on, so it's going to look goofy regardless. You're going to look goofy. What so, I like about it, that
1: color combination, too, is it kind of goes okay with whatever color hat I'm putting on.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel yeah, like unless, it's not, it's unless not... you're going to unless you're going to Cleveland and oh, then a brown God. hat a brown hat goes with nothing. Yeah, it's seriously. <laughs> well, it might match the shoes. It could. It could. Um for my look, Matt, what I what I'm gonna go with is I need you to Google right now okay. uh, Carl Carl Anthony Towns draft. It's, it's, one, of my fav- it's one of my favourite <laughs> it's one of my favorite draft looks in a very long time. It is a one button double breasted. So it's a very interesting look. That it's is an interesting button. look. Now, and it, it's a gray tuxedo jacket with black tuxedo pants and a black tuxedo loafer. Looks great. He's got a black shirt on that I don't love, so I'm going white <laughs> shirt with that jacket and a nice black black boat. I think I'm going up there with so yeah. a full a, a fully tuxed look, a dinner jacket look. is, I like is what I'm going with. I like yeah. that. I think you can pull it off pretty well. Yeah, and Carl and anthony Towns, instead of wearing a tie, wore the chain under, which I love the look. Got to respect the, the little bit of swag there. But uh, I think you got to go, go tie. I go classic with it. I, I go, go classic with it. But he is also wearing a pinky ring, so I think I got to wear a pinky ring. Are you, are you a loafers guy? I, I haven't broken in the dress loafer. You know, we always wore loafers yeah. to school, whatever, Sperry's. But I don't own any, like, tuxedo loafers yet. It's somewhere yeah, where I want to no, go this summer. The dress loafer is different summer. from the tuxedo. Temelope yeah, the, the dress the dress loafer the dress loafer has its place. so I yeah. got to work it in. I got to okay. work it in somewhere. I like that. Um but thank you uh to the offensive quarter of the grass giant uh Rob gallick thank you. Oh, and one The giant. question. Drop that in there. Tough all loss. Tough, tough loss in week 1. And he got he got a little tick for the for the reserve squad, Ooh, I think. Mean. Oh,
1: yes he did. And if you want to check so out Congratulations. The- Congratulations on surviving that. He's got some that, videos. Uh, He's got some action shots on there. It looks good. looks good. It that, look, that bright I, yellow I, is your
0: color. Right? looked like he was bailing out. looked like he was bailing out on some of those throws. Like it that front shoulder wasn't where we needed it to be. It, but, he, uh, you know,
1: he, he looked a little rusty. There was one shot there where <laughs> I thought he might. I'm, I might have to fly down there and help him uh, crutch around because his knee might have been in a little trouble, but
0: gladly that didn't happen. We might need to just get him with George Whitfield, you know, get back to the basics. I like that. <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, let's take it to another uh, mailbag question here. Uh, again, you have the list, so I'm gonna let I'm gonna. Oh no! What? <laughs> what? That was my alarm. Did you put my alarm there? Did you hear it on your end? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Let's
1: keep it rolling. Let's keep this. No, rolling. I, I didn't I hear.
0: I hear, well in my ears I got chances by Dave Matthews. Um, I did not hear chances, <laughs> by it's actually by
1: Five for Fighting. What isn't chances, chances by Five for no. Fighting?
0: take these chances. I'm not gonna sing because you're gonna keep this on. I am app. Ab- this part's staying in. <laughs> All right. Well. That was my alarm that was set much too late. Luckily, I woke up for uh, the podcast. We're proud of you. To now, let's get to the next question. For, I was excited for the podcast, not for the Masters. So, uh, next question. You can travel to any city in the United States, any region, any city for a given food. So, Philadelphia for cheesesteak, Chicago for pizza, hot dogs, um, uh, Miami for the Cuban sandwiches. You could go anywhere for their given their given. Culinary cuisine, Texas for barbecue. I know uh, our southern listeners will get tight about this. Any of those barbecue cities for barbecue, Kansas City for barbecue. Where are you traveling and are you eating, Matt? And this comes from Utah. This is also
1: from our, our good friend,
0: the offense. This, is also, from, the this is also from this is also
1: from this is from Yon.
0: I, I gotta out. tell you, he's he's got a lot of
1: time in that apartment by himself. He just comes up with good questions. <laughs> for us. Uh, so we we actually got a similar question from uh, from a from a friend of the podcast, Michael Semino, which was was asking you know if you, if you were choosing a, a barbecue spot, you know where's okay. your favorite barbecue region. So okay. my answer combines that because I'm Ooh. going to te- my My answer is I'm going to Texas for barbecue. Okay. Barbecue is you know if I had one last meal, Joe, I think. I'm going to a barbecue joint and I'm, I'm just kind of having having the works, having everything brought to me. And I, I, I've, I haven't sampled all the different you know regions in the country, but I, I have mm-hmm. been to Texas and I, I know what they're giving me and it is some good stuff, Joe. So I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to Texas for barbecue. One of the easier questions. It, it, it is a good question, but it's one of the easier answers I've, I think I've ever had to give on this podcast.
0: See, and... I had trouble with this one because you can get good pizza in Chicago, New York, other cities. You could get a good slice. Mm -hmm. You could get good good barbecue. I've had good barbecue in Texas. I've had good barbecue in Kansas City. I've had good barbecue in Chicago. Green Street smokes meats, makes some fantastic barbecue. A couple other spots, fantastic barbecue. But the one thing that I've had that you cannot duplicate is seafood in Maine. I had – Okay. The freshest lobster, the freshest lobster of my life, sitting on the wharf in Maine. Shout out to Alex Firth, friend of the podcast. Went up there with him a few years back. Traveled up there, had a great time. But the seafood in that region is just different. It makes it—it it almost ruins seafood for you. Other places, the clams, the oysters, the lobster, the crab. It is all head and shoulders above any other seafood you have. And I think that trickles down into the whole Northeastern region with Boston and other places We've had some fantastic seafood meals in Boston, but specifically Maine, Portland, Maine, that area up there, just, you can't beat it.
1: You know, I, I do like that answer. And I think, I I can't really speak to it much because I've never gone up there and had the seafood. I've really only been to Boston kind of one time in my life for a very short time, so I haven't done that, but that's that's on the bucket list of foods for me, Joe. I need to get up there and kind of sample next the, uh, the, time, the local there
0: even, even if it's just up to Boston, next time you get up to Boston, the Chart House, legendary seafood yeah. spot, you got to try it. Yeah. Okay, We're throwing out recommendations here on episode 50 as well. So I, just, I, I right. just want to
1: get up there, honestly, Joe, and have a nice lobster roll. That's the, oh, the, the, the lobster roll is okay. one of the, and I, I'm, I haven't even had them up there where they're, you know, kind of
0: known I'm gonna for get you, I'm gonna a give good lobster, you, I'm a gonna,
1: warm lobster roll. Got to be warm. I like them warm. I'm going like to give
0: cold. you i I'm going to give you a lobster roll recommendation right now. Let's do it. Days. It's called days in. It's not a, it's hotel? not a days. No, it's not a hotel. It's just called days in. It's on the side of the road, somewhere in Maine, in the good. airport and, and my destination. So I, will, it, I will drive around is,
1: Maine looking for it. It's not the no, 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 state, just,
0: right? Just search days in Google because it's 2018 and things work like that, and it's a legendary spot. It's not a spot that I'm recommending. comes with renowned recommendation.
1: Joe, now before we move on from this question, I have some breaking news. Tiger has <laughs> removed the
0: sweater. Titer's no more t- black sweater. Tiger's taken off the just, sweater. He's
1: got the gray shirt on, so now I think he means business. But well, you got to think about
0: it. you got to think about it. Augusta, Georgia, it is currently what time? Two in the afternoon? No, one in the afternoon. Noon. It's Noon. noon? Math, Soon, yeah, do math. I, I haven't done. I haven't done good with the time change. Do math. Still, I'm figuring out the hard. time change. Uh, it's noon, so you're getting a high sun up there. I don't think it's anything to do with the game. I you think thought it was
1: five hours. Weather, ahead.
0: weather related. I, I, I can't add five hours. I can't add. I kind of add 3 hours to nine o'clock because it's nine o'clock here right now. You're just, it's no, just no, just no. Let's, let's it's noon. It's <laughs> noon out there. It's struggling. All right, uh, stay hot, Matthew. High. Matthew, this one comes to us from a uh, teammate, friend of the podcast, all-around great person, luxurious hair, a good man, uh, Parker Carroll. Oh, the question is – it's still, still great hair. The oh, yeah. question is, what, uh, would you rather be a pro athlete, storied career, great success, never win a title? You're known for not winning a title. You're Dan Marino. Or would you just rather be a normal diehard sports fan that lives through multiple dynasties So let's say, a Boston sports fan? You come up, the Bruins are winning, the Celtics are winning, the Patriots are winning. All you know is parades. Would you rather be that fan or that player? And I think this one's cut and dry for me.
1: You know, I, I, I've gone back and forth on this one.
0: I don't understand how. Why? Why? because one, one, pays so you, one pays you one pays you one pays It's millions not all about the money, Joe it's one not all pays about the you money. millions of dollars to play a child's game for a living it's not all about the and money. be successful in. no but you're guaranteed success in the NFL you know, at but the you're guaranteed position. success
1: but then you have to live with failure your
0: entire life that's not that easy to do I don't think of Dan Marino as a failure I but, think of Dan Marino as a guy who never got his championship but I think of him as one of the most successful talented quarterbacks in the history of the game. I, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. I do. But I think, I, for me, that would be, I think of Johnny from Southie as just some fan, you know? there's. there's I feel your, like it would just kind of eat
1: at me, though. I still think I'd go with the athlete simply because... This, this might be a loophole, but uh, after I'm done <laughs> playing, I would still have that opportunity to try and get into maybe, like, being an executive of a team, maybe get into a coaching career, something involved where I still have a chance to be competitive, and still try and win a championship that way. And while maybe I never accomplished it as a player, mm-hmm. I might be able to figure out a way to accomplish it as an executive. And while that might not be as fulfilling, I still think if you know, say, John Elway never won a Super Bowl, but he put that team together that won with Peyton Manning a couple of years ago, that's still pretty, pretty darn fulfilling. Yeah, but he won too. So yeah, but you know what I mean. If Dan Marino, yeah, so your the loopholes
0: Dolphins. closed. So your loopholes closed. No, it's not. Um, it's still a loophole. I think I. I think I'd be just fine toiling over my uh my past pool poolside with a pina colada in my hand so i'm going with the player in the situation as i well. will
1: say joe though we w- while we're not the the patriots here we're not you know the boston fans where we have a literally a championship mm-hmm. every year um uh, I, I think as these chicago sports fans we've been we, we've uh we've been pretty lucky and had, had a nice little uh nice little run here which i don't think either of us would would be too eager to trade away all that quickly with a bunch of Stanley Cups. We've seen a World Series, even the, the Bulls kind of at the beginning of our time. Bears run mm-hmm. into a Super Bowl. We, we've had some good times as sports fans, so we are a little bit blessed as well. And that hasn't yeah, been uh, hasn't been a downer, to say the least.
0: It has, uh, it's been a nice little run for us here as Chicago sports fans. Now let's go out and get a Bears Super Bowl so I could die happy, man.
1: Hey, I'm just saying, every time Loyola, the last two times Loyola's gone to the Final Four, the Ooh. Bears have won the NFL championship. One year was an NFL championship. One was a Super Bowl. So just that saying, not saying, sounds, just sounds saying. like a lock. Just like a lock. I, the odds are pretty good in Vegas right now. If you're interested, I'm just saying, <laughs> I may or may not have put something on there. Just in case. Uh,
0: you're a sad, sad boy, Matt. You're a sad. I'm, I'm fully aware sad of that. Boy. But let's move on. All right. Um, why don't you hit us with the question here, Matt? Um.
1: Let's go with one I got from my brother, Tim. Very Masters-related here, Joe, if that's okay with you. Okay. Uh, both of us are pretty realistic. You're probably not going to get to play Augusta National in our lives,
0: correct? Unless we we, we can get we can get very lucky. Okay, don't, don't ruin my... Don't remind. Okay, fine. Once we once we
1: make it big time here in the Moose and Runes podcast becomes the Moose and Runes radio show, and we're on every morning, you know, weekdays mm-hmm. from noon to from nine to Talk noon. About it, uh, Talk we'll about we'll, it. we'll be big celebrities and we'll get to play Augusta. But just say for whatever reason, we that doesn't happen, and and you get one chance to play one hole at Augusta one time, not the whole course. You got to pick one hole at Augusta.
0: Which,
1: and you're my, playing. And why? When
0: when when we initially read this question, my first ask was how many I times can to, i play do i get to play it over and over and over again Of course because not. if i get to play it over and over again then you know you probably go with a par three um because but you're only getting a few shots if you play a par three and you want to get as many shots as so you go pick a par five but the first one that comes to mind for me is the 12th golden bell little mm-hmm. par three you walk over the creek walk over the bridge have that historic moment right there um they say it's you know it's a tough little pitching wedge, but it's 155 yards that'll eat you alive. The wind swirls down there. Sometimes it's a pitching wedge. Sometimes it's an eight iron. So it, it really depends where the pin is. It'll punish you. Uh, some more breaking news here. Tiger goes back-to-back. Bogey's yeah. on four and five. I didn't want to uh, say that because it made me feel sad. Hopefully we'll turn it around here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with Golden Bell, the 12th. It's just It seems to be in an area where you, you're starting off Amen's, Amen Corner, so if I can go for a walk after I play the hole. You can go for a nice spot. little walk. Well, yeah. then I'm in a perfect spot on the golf course to go for a walk. I'm playing like the that. 12th, Golden Bell.
1: I, I, I kind of bounced between. I, I had three that really jumped in my head immediately. Um, mm-hmm. One was uh, number two. Uh, I believe that's Pink Dogwood, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, which is a hilarious name for a golf hole just gonna say that um, <laughs> okay. but it's it's a par five that long par five and joe that fits my slice so perfectly okay where if i kind of lose it a little bit to the left i'm really not in all that bad of shape and then like you said you know if, if you only got you know playing one time it, it does maximize the amount of shots you got you get to take um next hole i was kind of thinking about was 10 very similar kind of a shortened version of number two that that par four that kind of fits the... uh, the, the Matt, you get
0: one. I'm breaking down my options, Joe. You get one,
1: Matt. (laughs) This is my answer, not yours. Okay. But but the one I'm going to go with, and it's also a par three, but it's a different one. I also have a... uh, I don't. I can't think of the word, so I'm just going. Go, I'm going with sixteen, Joe. But I'm going. Oh, I love sixteen. I'm going with Vern also calling my hole. if that makes Okay, so con- so Vern con- is Vern I, I need contingency. That's that's what I was thinking of. Contingency I need Vern that you calling my mm-hmm. hole on sixteen because there. I know twelve is kind of Amen Corner is Augusta National and all that stuff, but to me, like mm-hmm. sixteen, so many times is where the Masters is won and lost. Yeah, so many times on Sunday, it's You're coming down to shot. somebody. You know sticking at the five seven feet and making birdie on 16 in that really oh, tough sure, position. So uh, uh one, Tigers obviously chipping. I mean, there, there's so many Sunday, iconic moments with Vern's yeah. voice on that hole, and that that to me, it doesn't get. I know in it's hard, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I that, so, so for me, I just it 16. was a tough choice. I, I, you give me any hole on Augusta National, I'll happily take mm-hmm. it, but I'm going 16. I'm going Vern all the way up in that booth that he somehow gets up into every year, calling my hole. And uh, there <laughs> you
0: go. They got to have one of those uh, one of those wall things that you see the the infomercials that it goes up and down the stairs, little seat. Now he just got a little uh, elevator that brings him yeah, up. He's got just a one seat elevator that brings him up there. But uh, always a fun hole that Sunday pin location gettable you can roll it in if you draw it in there off that little side hill. So always a fun one to watch. I imagine it would be a fun one to play, Matt. Uh, let's, uh, let's move forward to another one. All right. Am I going or are you going? Uh, you go. All right. This one comes
1: from our good friend, also former teammate, with, at the time, he had a fantastic head of hair, if you remember, uh, Jeff Barris. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm just going gonna, gonna to read his text word for word here because I find it kind of <laughs> funny. It um, okay. starts with, I eat Skittles when I'm sad. Does your food selection okay. <laughs> at the turn change change depending on how well poorly your round is going on the golf course? So, Joe, talk about – I'm going to expand this a little bit to, to we're going to go on the golf course. Tell me what your, what your meal is like on the golf course, how that reflects, how you're playing. If you're playing better, you go something a little lighter. And then also just in life in general, kind of what's your, your – you're down, you're you're not having the greatest day. What's your go-to comfort meal?
0: Go. Well I'll give you the comfort meal first. Like it's not a meal, but if I'm like feeling down and I really just want to like undo the belt buckle and just go all in, I'll I'll mess up I'll mess up whatever cookies are inside. Like I'm cookies. A, I That would not have been what well, I, I guessed. I don't really have a sweet tooth, but I love cookies like Oreos. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna give me a hard time, but mint Milanos. The mint Milano is the perfect cookie. It is the most complete cookie flavor wise, texture wise. You could
1: see my face right now. Matt, go get a pack of mint mo. No no, 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 I know exactly. Tell me that a I know exactly. I know what mint milanos are. <laughs> I've, I've had them. But you're telling I, me your comfort food is no, you store I mean, your your meal when you're sad. Your 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 pick me up is store bought
0: cookies. I don't look for a pick me up from grow food, up, Joel, first of all. Grow up. I don't look for I don't look for a pick me up from food. No, I. This if you're is, looking, this is honestly, if you're looking for happiness, this is you're looking for happiness. At it took the bottom you fifty episodes
1: fifty episodes and you've gotten me the most <laughs> fired up and offended I think I've ever been. Because your I'm comfort food is a pack if of I'm Oreos like and a box of mint Milano's.
0: That's what you're going okay. with. That's well, what you makes it, you You did it backwards. It's a pack of mint Milanos. Whatever. That's how it, that's yes, how mad so. I am. That's how upset you <laughs> um, feel. no if I'm going like a full comfort food meal um this like, just cooking, I love one some, to like five feet by the way, sorry. I love some right. I love the first of all, I love the live uh, your updates of a non live podcast perfect. Um, I also, I enjoy, uh, in terms of comfort food, biscuits and bra- gravy, like a chicken biscuit sandwich with like a lot oh, of, that's uh, a good just, one. like get messy, big, thick slice of bacon, maybe on top of it. You just go crazy. Um, anything with gravy, like more gravy in the morning, like a morning gravy seems do you like, to me. Do you like so a country we'll do gravy
1: or a sausage gravy?
0: I like a sausage gravy uh, better. I like a sausage gravy. If I, but if I'm doing bis- just biscuits and gravy, then I like the country gravy. Okay, um, I can see that.
1: But I, I prefer the sausage gravy with the biscuits though. I, I am I am that way.
0: If I'm just gonna let my hair down, like the other day, I wasn't feeling down, but it was like alright, we're cheating today. Yeah. I ate a full fried chicken, like a whole chicken fried um and found a fried chicken place in town here that's supposed to be their bourbon fried chicken, supposed to be world renowned, and it was on point. So a nice a nice fried bird in some capacity, I guess.
1: I think I I, I like that. Okay. That that's better than your cookie
0: answer, your yeah, store bought cookie answer. Now, Matt, answer. Matt, give me your manifesto here when it comes to soothing feelings with food.
1: Well, you know, there's a couple different options. Also, kind of depends what type, what kind of day it is, what's open on Grubhub. Because I'm not, I'm not. If I'm, if I'm in a, you're not going anywhere. Mood, if I'm in a mood, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not cooking. I'm ordering. That's fair. Thank you. Um, one one of the options is always pizza. You can't go wrong with. Uh, I think I even said this for my Super Bowl meal, Joe. Though, but. it a lu mm-hmm. malnati's pizza when i'm not in a when i'm in a mood that will mm-hmm. always put a nice little smile on my face but i'm also with you i like to just go to town on some breakfast food whether that's biscuits and gravy whether that's you know corn beef hash whether that's some Those eggs big skillet whatever oh. a skillet some pancakes me, whatever i will i will i will absolutely go to give town give me a on benedict food.
0: give me a benedict with uh, with hollandaise on mm. the side the veteran move, right there. You're obviously drizzling your own hollandaise, but you drizzle as you eat because there's nothing worse than a warmed hollandaise. Uh, so if uh, you give me, the, if you give me the, the hollandaise on the side and a nice little corning, like a nice little cup that might keep it warm. That's how you want to mm, do it.
1: Yeah. Now I'm getting really a, hungry.
0: Yeah. That, there's and, a veteran tip for you. Uh,
1: this is this is not this is not good for me. Uh, I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> very hungry here. But if I if I'm I guess it, to if I'm in the yeah, more it's, snacking it's, mood like you are, or if it's like uh-huh. midnight and nowhere's open. Uh, if there's if there is ice cream in the freezer doesn't matter how much is in there if i'm yeah. not if i'm not having it right it's gone. now it's gone, it's gone. there could it's be gone. there could be a gallon there could be a quart there could be half a pint whatever's in there i'm probably just going to finish
0: see i love ice cream too but i've gotten to a point uh, gastrointestinally at my old age where you can't 26. do ice We can't do much Seven, ice cream anymore i can like, if i if i'm eating ice cream We gotta know our exits, okay? We gotta know. We gotta have an exit strategy. If I'm having ice cream out in
1: the wild, that is one place where I feel very blessed. That I don't (laughs) have to worry
0: about. That that is one food that really
1: doesn't do much to me. And I don't know what it is. Ice cream just doesn't fill me up, and I can eat as much of it as I want. That's probably how I've gotten to be the way I am and the way I the way I was. Your body knows. It's it's just so
0: good. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, with that said, do you eat ice cream at the turn if you have the option to? No, back because back to the, then it gets melty, and you kind of gotta yeah. eat it
1: quickly. Uh, ice cream. See,
0: I, I, on course. On course food for me is all situational. Am I? Am I with the boys? Am I at an outing? Am I playing solo? What's I'm the not a meal because, guy on course. By the way, I'm yeah, much more I, I of a snack guy. I want something quick. Maybe, uh, maybe, uh, if you got a good power bar an RX bar, or if I, if I actually need a bite, like I got out to the course late, didn't have any lunch and I need something at the turn. I like, if you got like a turkey club for me, I could wolf down real quick. Something, some handheld, something greasy. something that's not going to affect my hands much. That's what I'm going with. Like. See, I
1: would say the the closest thing to a meal I'd ever e i would ever I ever really even eat on the course is usually like a hot dog. But that's even like that's that's See, and I'm done you, with in three. Two like, holes
0: later I got odd. Two holes later, like I'm heartburned through my ears and then I can't play. Well I, I guess mean, I, I
1: I guess I'm also Instinct, blessed in that
0: regard because I don't yeah, really you're like, just, maybe a, I'm just
1: a mute. dumpster. Maybe I'm, not just, a dumpster. I'm just a dumpster <laughs> 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 with what I put my body for so many years. But no, God, even then like I'm not really it. big not really big hot dog guy even on the course like I know a lot of people you know you play with always at the turn like hey let's get a hot dog whatever uh, I'm more like give me a thing of peanut M&Ms I'll kind of nurse those for a couple holes and let's let, let's go out and play some more golf then usually yeah. probably a couple Coors or Miller Miller lights
0: the last thing I need yeah the last thing I need is like more to deal with cuz there's like you said there's beverages whether you have your your Yeti there with some nice nice water, and then you got a couple beers as well. Or if you're going vodka lemonades, that's my on course usually. Speaking of heartburn, um, we go <laughs> vodka lemonade or whatever it is. You got a lot of beverages. You got your scorecard. You got, if you're playing a nicer course, you got your yardage book, uh, you got your yardage gun. There's a lot going on. I don't need a six course meal somewhere in my in my cart to have to deal with as well.
1: Yeah, much more. Uh, let me, I'll eat when I, when I'm done with 18, when I'm done with 18, I get back to the, yes. clubhouse, I'll sit down yes. a real nice meal with you. Um, but if I'm on the course, give me Gym, something like, give me, give me some Coors lights for the back nine at lost dunes. Joe, give me like three, two or three Coors lights for the
0: back nine light, yeah. but
1: still kind of there. And let's, let's go.
0: I like the I like the candy bar at the turn. Yeah, but you Sn- gotta be Snickers,
1: Snickers, or, or peanut M and Ms for me, pretty much always.
0: I go, I go Snickers, but you got to be careful because you could hit that sugar crash by like the sixteenth hole, and you don't want that. So maybe maybe you keep up that's, that's why, why i like keeping a couple uh, a couple not meal replacement bars but like yesterday i had a an rx bar on, on the uh, is on the rx like is religion.
1: rx sponsoring the podcast or you were No but it's
0: it's that it's that one where it says everything that's in it on the label it's can like we, a super trend, it's a trendy it's label We've mentioned it three
1: times now on here can we get them the rx the bar podcast? the
0: official bar of the moose and runes podcast uh, I'll clip this
1: and send it to him <laughs>
0: No, uh, no secrets, no problem. Rx bar. There you awesome. go. See, I just gave him a very you know, minor tag but too. Uh-huh. I also like the
1: sunflower seeds on the golf course.
0: I, it, I, doesn't ma- like it doesn't kinda, match for me. I it like kind of having
1: a small handful of sunflower seeds. I'm, I will not. I won't put have them in on the green because I'm not going to be that
0: guy who spits sunflower Spitting seeds sunflower on the green. Seeds. Not that. I got three. I got a three footer and I'm putting through the dugout at US Cellular. For but guaranteed rate. I, I do like the.
1: Uh, I do like the sunflower
0: seeds. Right. Oh, right. I like a sunflower seed, but it doesn't match the aesthetic for me. I'm sorry.
1: That's or, fair. I don't have to.
0: Tiger, Tiger, lining up yeah, for birdie he here. He missed and it. And I think, stop. Your stream is ahead of mine. I, I know he you. missed it. He tapped in for par. I'm mad. Uh, just Let's
1: snuck move by on the left side. Give me a question. All right, move Give on. Me a question.
0: Uh, Matt, your biggest takeaways from being in the sports media for whatever chunk of uh chunk of time we've been in it here it is a small sample size but we've been in some press rooms uh this comes from i believe uh valued and go-to listener matt siegert tall red um, tall redhead big red yeah. big red put pulled my jersey on every game that came it's out nice, of, it's very nice of him. um very nice of him but uh Biggest takeaways, something that surprised you from being out in the field or even in the newsroom. What has surprised you about being in the news media?
1: So I think the first thing that I kind of, I think that the first lesson I really learned was uh, I when I started out at I started out eighty seven seven the game, R I P. Uh-huh. Uh That got now that was, rest in paradise. That was that didn't even last nine months. Uh, it Lasted nine months before it got canceled. The original Cap and Haw. When that original Cap'n Haw, yeah, big part of that one. Um, when that kind of, when that whole thing went down and people kind of started going their separate ways, the, the main lesson I learned, the takeaway, was do not burn any bridges with anybody because especially in a, in a tight-knit kind of group like media is, which I didn't really realize how tight-knit it is till you get into it, mm-hmm. everybody knows everybody for the most part. If you bring up anybody – most people's names you bring up to somebody, everybody has worked with somebody somewhere along the line or has worked with somebody who knows that person – So I think that's the biggest takeaway I've taken from this is basically no matter how you feel about somebody, how well you do or don't get along with somebody, always kind of be nice about things, be a good person, like work well, and also just don't burn bridges, don't start stuff, be kind of, um, at least in your attitude, kind of like very middling and and, then just don't burn bridges with anybody. That doesn't say don't be aggressive to go get what you want, but at the same time, don't piss anybody off. Don't burn bridges because they're just about everybody you've crossed paths with might have a chance to help you somewhere down the line, especially when you're starting down at the bottom, kind of like we were.
0: Absolutely. It, it is all about the network. And, um, I, you know, I had an inkling of that before we got into it. And that's any field that you Yeah, that's going true to. You've in got any a, Your uh, To be cliche, your, net worth is your, your network is your net worth. You know, you're only as, as good as the people that want to help you. And we've been lucky as we've said many times in the past, to have those good relationships and to be fostering those relationships. But that's a great point. My my executive producer here at CBS in Sacramento was uh, a production assistant, editor, line line editor with uh, my executive producer in Lincoln. And they worked together for 10 years in San Antonio. So like you said, there's so much overlap and people are going to have – they're going to have a book on you. So be a good person around everyone that you're going to be around. Um, but I think one thing that has surprised me about um, just sports media in general and, and the settings that we put ourselves in is that everyone is – it's almost the foil of what you are saying. Everyone is out there to get their job done, and they're looking out for each other, but there are – There's a great swath of insecurity amongst media, Mm -hmm. and everyone wants the story. Everyone wants the great feature, and they know there's only one or two of them out there on a daily basis, and you got to go out there and be the one to get – I don't know if insecurity is the right word, but the dog-eat-dog nature of it, I know that it's competitive. I knew that it was going to be competitive, and I feed off of that competition. It's what I love about this. But I think a lot of other people don't like the competitive side of it and they just want everyone to be successful. And yeah, I want everyone to succeed, but I'm going to succeed first. That's like, that's the type of dog eat dogness that's out there. Some people have that. Some people have the, some people come off as as a bit insecure, and then they overcompensate. And just the personalities, I guess, is what I'm getting at, is that there are a couple different groupings of personalities that you see in the field. Some of them I'm drawn to, and some of them I I tend to lean away from. So I think that it's been interesting to see that perspective and see how people – you know, just how people – move in the pocket when, when, when everything when the chips are in the middle of the table and everything's on the line how some people crumble and how some people rise to the occasion and I think that uh, says a lot about um, you know individuals and you get to see them in their truest form when, when the chips are down and when it's the, it's the middle of the ninth inning and you got a live hit coming up in 10 minutes but you also got to get a package turned 25 minutes later it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to be in those situations and just see how people react it's a good incubator for that
1: no, I, that's uh, it was uh, it was very well said. And then, for, it, for the, I guess the human nature. In terms of kind of where like media and sports media especially seems to be kind of like trending in, in recent years, I think for me most recently is, while well, TV is kind of always going to be there, and mm-hmm. it, will, it will always kind of be old and reliable. The efforts and kind of strategic planning that goes towards maximizing kind of your digital. Uh, yeah, product, your digital, digital stream, all that stuff, to get the stuff you get out there, it's like, hey, TV's great, like, you're doing a great job, keep doing what you're doing, but hey, how do we improve what we're doing digitally? Like, how do we yeah. take things that we've done on TV that we think are good and adjust those to more of a digital look, you know, cut those down to be, you know, minute and a half videos mm-hmm. online on Twitter instead of the, you know, three, don't just you're not allowed to, we don't want to cut in a five minute segment and just pasting it on digital how are we going to cut those down, how are we going to work those into, you know, making those more fit for digital so I think especially and in recent years the last you know, since I started here uh, what about a year and a half ago the, the last couple months especially the the effort towards maximizing the digital side of, of the product has been a little bit eye-opening
0: and that uh, you know that's that's where it's going that's where all of this is going and that's why people want to be out in front of it but it also feeds into my point because a lot of people that fall on that insecure side of the human nature use that as a crush now mm-hmm. and that's something that you'll hear out in the field a lot by people who are just guarding themselves from ever taking an L you know they say oh this you know it's it's all digital none of us are going to have jobs we should get out you know or or I heard that in journalism school from some of because at at Medill we were split in half. It was the IMC and the MSJ. The IMC was the marketing side, the journalism side was the MSJ. All the IMC, even the the instructors, not even just the people in the program. I don't know why you guys are doing that. It's a dying it's a dying discipline, this and that. And you can see people use that as a crutch in the field. Oh, we gotta prepare ourselves. This is gonna be over. There's always going to be games. There's always going to be talk around the games. It's doing nothing but growing. doesn't matter where you want to put this content. Someone is always going to have to be the vehicle for it. Someone is always going to have to present it to the public. So you could protect yourself and not go all in. And you could say, oh, it's a dying medium. You got to be ready to transition to PR, transition to marketing or transition to something else. People that have that insecurity tend to lean that way, but people that are sure of their abilities, sure of the future and sure of the fact that they can make themselves a part of the future just see it as opportunity and i think that's another thing that's been very prevalent in 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 sports media is that you know you get a lot of people who are guarding themselves for the next 10 years but 10 years ago we were still on tape so things are always changing things are always going to change just be out in front of the change and be the vehicle of it. And I think that we're always going to have, there's always going to be room for producers. There's always going to be room for editors. There's always going to be room for production assistants. There's always going to be room for anchors and reporters. Those things are always going to be there. It's just moving them into different positions to make it work digitally. And, um, as long as you are being pro accepting of those types of changes, there's always going to be room for you.
1: Very, very well said again. That was a, that was I, a good question. Nice little, nice little change up here while we, uh, Get a little bit somewhat serious for the first time in a while. Yeah, I,
0: I've been I've been fortunate enough to be in the position now, and, and I find it quite odd still because I'm still digging my teeth in and learning new things on a daily basis. But I've been lucky enough for where our alma, alma maters are now calling, saying, "Hey, can we have this kid who's interested in getting into the into the business? Give you a call, pick your brain." And I say absolutely to 100 percent of them. Mm-hmm. I had I had that from countless people want to be that for someone. Absolutely, call me whenever, and that's what I tell everyone. You're going to have people who are going to tell you that it's a dying discipline and you're going into it and you're not going to make any money. And it's true. You're not going to make any money for the first few years. You're going to have to. You're going to have to shovel it all into your mouth and eat garbage for a long time. But once you do break and once you do get an opportunity to take that next step, you you realize that, you know, eating that dirt and learning what you learned at that point was all worth it. Don't let people detract you from something that you want to do. That's always my i guess common thread in what i'm bringing to these kids give me questions
1: so all you all you young media sp- aspiring listeners out there eat take dirt heart. eat dirt
0: <laughs> eat dirt. can anything from this
1: podcast take that yeah
0: <laughs> all right um let's jump forward to another one here matt that was the biggest takeaway in sports media okay here's a good one and uh, i like good get back ones. a little bit here's i mean they're all good ones that was obviously a very good one but yeah. um There are some great traditions in sports and you talked about the uh, opening tee shot at Augusta being just a fantastic tradition that you woke up early for today. What are some of your favorite sports traditions? Uh, I'll lead us off here because it was the first one that came to mind. It's a total Homer answer, but i can't help but well up with tears even when i see it on tv the uh black the national anthem for the blackhawks at the united center and i know some people fall on different sides of that it's not the proper reverence it's not this it's not that but i think it's one of the purest forms expressions of patriotism and uh, and just patriotic pride that uh, that you can do so i really love the uh those two and a half three minutes at, at the uc
1: now i'm i'm gonna stick to uh, we, we talked about the the opening ceremonies at augusta there the the, the tee off uh the starting yeah. ceremony with, with jack and gary and uh used to be arnie but he's obviously not there with them anymore um other than that which i th- I do think is probably my favorite one uh that i kind of look forward to most every year we, we talked about this also before the podcast i'm going to stick with the ice here joe um it's e- kind of every year when that team wins the stanley whoever wins the stanley cup ends up winning it there's mm-hmm. usually one guy on the ice who you know who hasn't either hasn't won, has been playing forever. I think with the Blackhawks, you know, it was Kimo Timonen or back to mm-hmm. Hossa. There's always seems to be that one guy who's kind of getting the monkey off the back you know it, it, or maybe sometimes there's two or three who kind of maybe they've won and you know but it hasn't been a while and you know they're great locker room guys for me it's always trying to figure out and see you know who the next guy is to get the Stanley Cup after the Yeah getting that second after the cap and hoisted I mean the yeah. you know Taves basically taking it you know lifting it up and skating it straight to chemo team and it is for me is an iconic moment Joe Sakic when he won it, uh, it was in 2001 didn't even lift it. He just took it and handed it straight to Ray Bork, who's one of the best defensemen of all time. You know, hadn't won a yeah. cup and won in his last year. So I mean, the, Hosa me,
0: one, the Hosa one was so special because he had just lost the Stanley yeah. Cup two straight years with uh, Detroit. Detroit Pittsburgh, and then so.
1: Pittsburgh then went to Detroit and then lost to Pittsburgh. And then lost on the
0: other side of yeah. it. Yeah. So to get him caught, uh, out, those are always great moments. I do love that.
1: Seeing those guys kind of get the monkey off their back is, is for me that that's so cool. And that's something that, you know, I think, uh, everyone loves to see every year, unless it's you know, the, the team winning is one you're not necessarily rooting for. But it, it's cool to see those guys finally accomplish that and kind of for the first time hoist up that cup, especially when they've been working for it for so long. So that, that, that's kind of yeah. it
0: for me, I think. That's a uh, couple of couple of fantastic ones right there. Um, you know, there's so many great when you're talking about just. Moments that you think of when you think of sport and what surrounds it, and all these things that are built around these games. And can we you know, talk that's about weird. one that's
1: kind of weird now to me that I'm not a big fan of? What's it's, that? It just started. Seems like a couple of years. It doesn't. They haven't been doing it forever, but I feel like it started maybe with, with Super Bowl 50. But the whole like teams line up and make like a tunnel, and then a legend walks through with the Lombardi Trophy, and then they kind of just like film it. I don't really like that. You're not big on that. No, I don't want. You know, Emmett Smith, pre- whoever, you know, presenting the Super Bowl trophy to, you know, the Broncos or the Patriots or the eagle Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I just,
0: See, I don't, I don't mind it as much. It just, let's bring the trophy too, out. The let's tunnel, give it to the commissioner.
1: The tunnel seems a little cheesy. Like, you know, they're zooming out people's faces. Yeah. The tunnel's always too it's long. It's like 20, I mean, it's got to be like 25 <laughs> people deep there on each side. That's math, Joe because they just rock they just they just um, loop that cheesy horn in the back like
0: it seems like the did, NFL did, did, did. has kind of
1: like tried to make their own like championship you know presentation moment like mm-hmm. the N- the NHL does you know has with the Stanley Cup and all that kind of stuff it just it
0: doesn't do yeah. it for me I don't I don't like it well, if we're if we're fading traditions here, we can, can fade, fade tradition. A tradition? Can, of course, you can fade a tradition. Can I fade a tradition? You're, and I know you're not gonna you're gonna kind of come at me for this one. Take one shining moment and, uh, and and take it with you wherever you're going. Just take a walk. I'm like one shining. Well, no, if, if, if if no, if,
1: if I remember correctly, you said take one shining moment, but have Migos perform it.
0: No, I, okay. Now you're paraphrasing. I said, I said that one shining moment is completely dated. Like the ball is dipped. Like it doesn't, it, it doesn't evoke any emotion in me anymore. If you want it to be the, then because, you're dead inside. If you want it to be thirty seconds to Mars, like whoever it is, it needs a, it needs a new wave push. Nope. It needs, it nope. needs something to freshen it up. Nope. I mean, it's great to see those highlights in one place, and I love the. Um the last minute editing, the work that goes into it, and that is fascinating think, to me how quickly they're able things, to do. Yeah. that. I think about things from a production standpoint a lot of times now and it, it almost ruins what you're watching, but it's just how, the way my brain works now. And I'm think. thinking about I'm thinking about the one, two, three individuals that are tasked with, all right, this is your final edit. You're putting down play, you're putting down clips 56, 57, and 58 before we send this thing and then you hit the send button and then millions and millions of people see it. That I love. I think it needs to be freshened up in terms of uh, that audio 2 track. I think, well, we need some, uh, I think we need something fresh in there. Well, you're entitled to be wrong. <laughs> All right. Matt, why don't you give us one? Do we have any more? Do I have um, more? I'm away from my list right now, so Damn you got to tell me.
1: <laughs> I don't remember these things.
0: I kind of think that's it. That's it? I All think right, we've well, gone through the mailbag. Thank you to the listeners of the moose and Runes podcast episode 50 mailbag edition. We appreciate you. Everyone that writes in, sent us those mailbags, a bunch of good ones. I think we hit some great topics there. Uh, did it, did it, uh, some justice from fashion to food to me being wrong about things. We, yeah. uh, we, we always appreciate you guys listening. 50 strong, uh, the, we'll uh, 50 more from now, uh, for episode 100, we'll do something special, but, uh, Till then, we'll keep plugging away, and we actually have a uh, a new segment here, Matt, and it kind of goes along the line with the mailbag uh, tradition that we've had going here. But we what? talked about it last
1: week. I don't remember. And, that.
0: Uh, oh well, there are some there's wild stadium foods. Oh out right, there these days, right. and uh, you know, at the beginning of baseball season, is you you get to see an influx in new stadium foods, exciting. Sometimes grotesque things that they're mm-hmm. trying that they're putting out there on the menu. So, we're going to play a, a little game called Food or Not Food. I just named it right now. We That's can good. think of a That's better clever. name for it. That's very
1: clever.
0: <laughs> um, Should we also wait, so, add to
1: it, would Matt eat it?
0: Or we can just we could call it steak or fake. Okay, so these are either real ridiculous food items on ballpark menus these days, or it's something that I've made up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the name of it, a short description, and then you have to tell me if it's food or not food.
1: Deal. This, this is one of my favorite you know Twitter I guess traditions every year is when, when baseball stadiums try and one up each other with the food items they release. So let's let's see what you got.
0: Okay, we're going to start relatively tame here with the Dugout Dilly Bar. It is an oversized Dilly Bar dipped in walnuts, shavings of walnuts, coconut, and almonds, finished off with a caramel, caramel drizzle. Is the Dugout Dilly Bar real or not real?
1: I'm going to say not real because that one sounds a little bit like... Dugout Dilly Bar, it's easy alliteration. I think you just kind of <coughs> threw that one together.
0: All right, Matt. Well, you read me like a book there. Dugout Dilly Bar is not real. You said, watch for one. if it was real, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Would you you'd go for it? Okay. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna go to another one here. The the second option is the. Hold on, I gotta pull up the the sheet with the uh, with with my list of them. Sorry, it's just taking a moment. It's good radio once again.
1: You know, we we are we're made for some of these moments. Sometimes, Joe,
0: this is uh, okay. This here is I go. I got roll. my list. Let's go. I got my list. Um, This one is less a food item and is more an iteration on a classic Uh, beer foam art. Have your favorite player's face printed on the top of your beer foam. Oh, see, I
1: I will confess that I did see this on
0: Twitter. You've seen this one? This is real.
1: The Yankees were doing that, which I think is real. I don't need that. I don't want to be uh, – It's like looking into. I don't want to be looking into Giancarlo Stanton's eyes. Well, I'm I'm taking the first sip of a Miller Lite at a baseball game. I don't need to do that. That's for me.
0: I know you want to stare
1: deep into the eyes of Giancarlo, but I I don't need to do that.
0: Any any – any excuse to stare. I, I don't know if I'd be able to look eye to eye. He's like 80 feet tall. In well, because well, he's
1: it. he's tall, but you know the, the beer isn't eighty feet tall, Joe. It's just his face.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. How Very do you nice. even
1: do that, by the way?
0: Like, how do you? I, I have no idea. Some fascinating, of, some, sort of air bru- some sort of airbrush, some sort of airbrushing technology. Yeah. That's <clears throat> all right. On to a new one here. This is the Chicago sandwich. Chicago sandwich. Ooh. It's a pickle brined chicken thigh, topped with tempura and sport peppers. So you get your little, uh, you get your little Chicago sport pepper in there. The Chicago sandwich, real or fake? I'm gonna say fake. That is a real selection. Really? From where? Available, Wrigley? available to you at Wrigley Field. Okay. Vine ripe tomatoes, a dill aioli, served on an onion roll, sprinkled with celery salt. So- I'm it's not, like a Chicago dog that they messed up.
1: I don't know if I that doesn't that doesn't sound like it does it for me, Joe. I think if I, I when I go to these baseball games, like I, I'm kind of set in my ways of what I go with, what I want. Mm-hmm. It's usually kind of simple, kind of.
0: That's what to the we point. said. Yeah. two brats, one with grilled onions, one with sauerkraut, a couple beers. I'm a happy man. Yeah, exactly.
1: I'm always a big. Yeah. I'm a big. Grab a bag of peanuts at the game too. I'll get there right yeah. away. Have my hot dog. Have my polish. And then just kind of snack on a bag of peanuts the rest of the game kind of go in on some peanuts i, like I mean that. give, give right. me a churro in in the seventh inning at the cell i'm happy man
0: <laughs> all right matt the next uh food selection for you in real or fake food is the walking doggo this is a hot dog based chili served in a bag of fritos along with your sour cream your cheese your walking taco accoutrement
1: i sadly the walk- the i sadly dog-o. i sadly think this is true this is real
0: the Walking Dog. I hope I'm wrong. Creation, I'm, uh, hope the I'm Walking wrong. Doggo is a creation from my sick mind. This Thank is God. not. This Thank is God. not real That's, ballpark. That sounded so sick that
1: like <laughs> some random minor <laughs> hot dog chili. actually did that, and <laughs> oh I would. They, that, that does sound like that was that was much better than your dugout dilly bar. That was that one actually. I, it failed me. Or it, it fooled me, and I I was actually thinking someone might be sick enough to come up with that. And lo and behold, it was you. Yes, it was. Would you was Would you part. eat
0: that? I would not eat that. Neither
1: would I. Get that <laughs> hell away from me.
0: All right, Matt. The next, uh, the next selection for you is the dilly dog. What it is the dilly dog. It is a hundred percent all beef hot dog with dilly bar on top of it. No, inserted <laughs> insert into a pickle that has been cored out and deep fried in a uh, what do you call those in a corn like fashion, like a like corn dog. Like the corn dog, but yeah, the pickle is also it's wrapped around the hot dog in a pseudo sexual manner. Gross. Uh, that, that, that's 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 got to be real.
1: Someone's definitely. Like, it seems like yeah, yeah. That's, I, that's I think a real that's one. Real. I, I, I was going to say and, something, but it might sound oddly like inappropriate for podcast airwaves, so I'm not going to say it. But it, it's that that one seemed like it would be real. The daily dog
0: is available to you at Texas Rangers games this season. Would they, you try the pickle? There? I don't think so. I don't think pickle and hot dog. I, I don't like, think so. I that like one's the pickle not on my offensive to me. I think I'm I like, like the pickle on my hot dog. Just the texture, biting through, that might be a little weird for me.
1: I, I don't. I, I wouldn't go out of my way to get it, but if like somebody mm-hmm. said, "Here, do you want to try this?" and told me what it was, I'd be okay. Sure, fine. Probably eat it, but I don't think I'd go out of my way to get it.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. All right, Matt. Um, your final one here, okay, it is the Cheeto Lotte. And now, an elote is the name for street corn when they do crazy stuff with it. So the Cheeto Lote is a of of street corn that is then roasted, rubbed with chipotle mayo, and then dusted in Flamin' Hot Cheetos. The Cheeto Lote, is that real or fake?
1: That's a good one, because it seems like people are trying to incorporate Flamin' Hot Cheetos into just about- In everything, everything. But
0: that's why I'm gonna say this one is not real. This one is real. Really? You get yourself to Chavez Ravine, Los Angeles Dodgers, and get yourself a Cheeto Lote. It looks fantastic. It's probably lights your face up and turns you red, yes. but it looks very good. That that that, it,
1: good. that that was a good one, Joe. I thought that one that one sounded yes. just real enough. <laughs> where you like you saw something and kind of twisted it into something i, else I changed kind of it sense. up a little
0: bit yeah you know, the, the cheeto lote is a real thing and uh we're gonna have to head down to la for one
1: that's i okay you got me i think what i was probably about 50 50 there
0: right I was probably right Yeah, you're, i think you're close to 50 50 so yeah. we we need you to up your uh your, your ballpark your ballpark game a little bit. But, I'll, uh, uh, I'll try and do like some more research.
1: Said, well, I told you I wasn't going to do any research this time. I was going to stay off the, uh, the the food internet
0: channel airwaves. I appreciate and, uh, that. Which I
1: did. I'm an honorable
0: man. Mm-hmm. But like you said, give me a couple brats. Preferably brats. I remember the brat stand that I always loved being down the first baseline at Sox well, I mean, Park as well.
1: It doesn't. There, there are those three or four in like underneath the concourse, there's you know yeah. like three brats three that do brats and um, Italian yes, but sauces like the and there's chiosks. three that do they're
0: not the they're not the actual Yes, like, they're, they're like in the, the actual wall. grill, the chi- not like the, the, the You gotta go group, you yeah. gotta
1: go with the one with the grill where you see all of the Hot dogs, Polish sausage, brats, whatever, lined up on the grill, and you see the grilled onions on the other side, just kind of sitting there frying. No that's, onion, that's the one you got go to go
0: through. No onion, come back in half inning. You there know, you gotta go. Come back because the onions are gone or something. But that's yeah. the.
1: I usually get mine right when I walk in, so I've never, yeah. I've never really had that problem. I'm usually able to see, get I like the, to, uh, I like the grilled onions. Onion I
0: like right. to get to the seat. I'm like a third inning, I need a bite type guy. I,
1: I'm, I'm usually right? in there uh, a little bit before the game starts, and then I'm usually in my seat, kind of with. With the food right when we're getting to about first pitch. It's, it's a good way to go about it, Joe. Plus, then it maximizes your trips to the concession stand. If I wait to the third inning, then it's probably taking away one trip to the concession stand
0: later. Yeah. See, I'm you not gotta, trying to spend $76 at the concession stand, which is very easy to do. I'm not days. trying to, I but I will. Now, I saw the most egregious thing I've ever seen around a ballpark the other day. I was at at&t park for giants opening day just without a phenomenal thank, for phenomenal thank you without nice you phenomenal day beautiful weather nice couldn't have got me to call. hold the camera i can hold it I, I i mean if you get just out here it. we'll talk about it yeah don't, don't marginalize uh great photography they're great today, people right? but i'm talking about because, the, because like, i was running I, I was running solo i was running solo on tuesday and my shoulders are still sore so well that's why um, you needed me po- point being I, for the first time, and now it is San Francisco, everything's expensive and whatnot, but it wasn't even that great of a parking lot. It was probably three, four blocks from the stadium. I saw $100 flat rate parking. What? $100 for a parking spot four blocks from from the stadium. I was doing a lap around to get back to the media lot after I dropped off my gear. and $100 media lot. It is the most ridiculously, people were pulling into it too. I, I, it was That's sad. honestly wild. to me, that is absolutely. It was wild. Stint. That's wild. I've seen fifty. I've seen sixty at some big events. We made That's a nuts. jump straight, straight to a hundred. They better wash my car, rotate the tires, and change the I was oil. They pick I'm in you the up game. at the front of the stadium. For, yeah, seriously, it was uh, it was it was a sight to behold.
1: Uh, that is like it's twenty bucks to park at the cell two blocks away. Shut it down. Shut it all down.
0: Shut it down. Shut it
1: down! Houston, we have shut down. I've seen
0: enough, shut it down. Matt, Matt hit the preemptive uh, shut us down music right there, or if you could put it in somewhere before me. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, parking has gotten too expensive and that's my uh, that's my piece of the day.
1: Well, that's, I mean, you're not wrong there, Joe.
0: <laughs> oh goodness, and I think, uh, think we gotta blame that on the blue crew too. I think that's uh, the boys out there in San Francisco, you know? They're ja- just jacking they're up just, the prices. This, this burgeoning business is just jacking up the prices in the area so. uh,
1: blue crew if you're listening which uh, maybe maybe not it's uh,
0: who knows but we can we can send <laughs> busy it over men. we
1: can They're send busy it men. we can send it over to them we have some connections over <laughs> there uh, we there now go. have a uh, north uh, Northern California central California presence uh, we're yep. also looking for sponsors we're not yep. afraid to target you know <laughs> to, to switch our content to more uh, Giants, Warriors, Kings-type centric content. If you'd like, 49ers and, and Raiders are both supposed to be pretty good. We can talk about them. Okay. We'll, We're we'll have them some sponsors, this year. Looking for a nice little title sponsor. We could be the Moose and Roots podcast brought to you by Blue Crew. Hell, we can be the Blue, Blue Crew podcast that talks What sports. can...
0: What can blue do for you? There you that hasn't go. Been ta- that hasn't been taken by anyone, right? That's Dad, not, no. We're not, we're not that's, stepping on any toes. I don't think so. Right. That's
1: that's genius. Have, no, you just come run up that with by that. legal.
0: Run that by legal before we uh <laughs> Yeah, will run that right after. right after
1: I asked them if I can uh, use the master's theme at the beginning of our podcast, I'll bring up that one.
0: Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Sounds good. Sounds like a well, <laughs> <laughs> good <laughs> one. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Well we got him on we got him on retainer for a reason, so. Dad, if um, you're listening, we might need a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> well Moose and Rooms listeners we appreciate you guys There's 50 podcasts in the can it's been so much fun can't wait to bring you the next 50 for Matt Rooney I'm Joe Moose oh, Matt say thank you to the people
1: Joe and I do before we sign off here I've already gotten a mailbag for next week that Uh-oh. I think is going to be fantastic <laughs>
0: We don't want to sneak it in on the back. No, end we of the don't want to sneak podcast? it I think this
1: one this one's gonna be good enough and cause enough probably debate where I think it's gonna stand okay. on itself. But I, I, that's a teaser. Joe, that's in the biz. We like to call it tease. Tune in next week. I personally Ple- wait. Please tune in next week. <laughs> be good. Talk to you soon, people.
0: May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise and a blessing in each trial. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome.
1: (laughs) Chicken on a steak was phenomenal. Yeah, 50, (laughs) woo!